Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Fantastic to have you back. Simon Alicia here in Melbourne, Australia, joined this week by a special guest. I'm joined by Santiago Cardenas. Welcome, Santiago. Yes, how are you doing, uh, Simon? Thank you for having me here today. Uh, pleasure to have you here. And so Santiago's role is he works for AWS, one of my uh, fellow solution architect cohort, and he's actually a partner solutions architect. So you work with our partner community and customers in helping them use AWS for all kinds of interesting stuff, don't you? Yeah, yes, that's correct. Um, actually, we're, we're kind of in, a, in an interesting uh, position here at the partner program. Um, our solutions architects actually are in, in the middle or in between uh, customers and partners um, as we kind of create some of these solutions for, for use of both customers and partners. That's great. And one of the, the, the huge uh, cool things that partner solution architects get to do is, is see a whole lot of different things that people are doing and trying to do kind of on a regular basis. And so the, the topic of this week's um, podcast is to talk about a program we have called uh, AWS Quick Starts. And, um, and Santiago, you've been involved pretty heavily in these. So how about we, we maybe start by defining what are Quick Starts and why do we have them? Okay, yeah. So, so AWS Quick Start uh, is actually a program that we have. And in this program, we, what we try to do is uh, create these automated gold standard deployments on AWS. And what we do is we provide um, the different automation assets as well as uh, some deployment guide white paper style documentation that goes very in depth into these reference architectures. Um, these reference architectures uh, take into account high availability, disaster recovery, redundancy, um, as well as some cost savings and you know wherever possible. So this is kind of like a situation where you know we notice customers and partners deploying maybe a similar solution on a repeated basis, or it's a very common use case, and we say, hey, let's let's help you. Uh, frame this out in a kind of best practices kind of way. But it's not a best practices just in terms of a white paper saying, hey, you might want to build it that way, but we're also delivering cloud formation templates, et cetera, so they can kind of push the button and get the best practice. Is that is that correct? Yes, yes that, 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 that is correct. That, that is definitely correct. So let's talk about some of the ones that are out there. Like what are, what are some uh, some notable quick starts that customers can get their hands on? So, so we have, uh, you know, quite a few different quick starts. Um, they're, they're all accessible on our, on our uh, webpage. Um, it's actually aws.amazon.com forward slash quick start. And in there we have, uh, different categories. So we have things around DevOps. Uh, so for example, for DevOps, we have, uh, reference architecture for Puppet, Chef, Ansible, and PowerShell DSC. Um, we also have different workloads, uh, in terms of Microsoft workloads. We have things like Active Directory domain services, uh, SQL Server. Um, we also have a recent one that was recently, uh, you know, recently launched, which is the uh, Oracle database quick start. Uh, mm. Like with all these different quick starts, uh, they, we actually aim to deploy them in multi-AZ fashion um, so that there, there's enough redundancy and enough uh, like horsepower uh, to be able to you know, keep the architecture running. And, and the quick start being a quick start means it is a, a starting point. So whilst we've done a lot of that heavy lifting for customers in terms of creating um, the CloudFormation templates and information, et cetera, um, customers can then take that and evolve that, can't they? They can, they can work on those, yes. on those platforms and change them. Yes, correct. Um, so all the, all the quick starts when we create them, um, we actually have these, the, these uh, documentation assets that are provided, uh, which have the different steps around how it's deployed, what the architecture looks like, and some background information. But at the same time, we also have the automation assets, assets that we discussed earlier, which are CloudFormation scripts, either shell scripts, PowerShell scripts, and things of the nature, depending on the environment. And we actually make them available on GitHub.com. So the full source code is all Apache 2.0 licensed. 
uh, which is ready for customers to either clone or fork the repositories and continue building upon them. That's fantastic because it gives you that that real framework to work from. It's also a good kind of learn by example thing because one of the things I like about a lot of the quick starts is it's not just the 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 creation of the the Amazon Web Services assets required by the solution, but also there's often a lot of customization, implementation of, of packages, running as you said of, of scripts and commands, etc. To do all that that nuancy setup that happens uh, maybe the EC2 level or other types of configuration, it's it's all kind of uh, baked in there, isn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, so, as a, uh, as a from, a from a starting point, what we do is we actually provide um, kind of a set of smart defaults on these uh, confirmation templates, but we allow for the customer to change them. For example, like things like instance type, um, as an example, or maybe even VPC IDs or subnet IDs are, are actually changeable. Um, what we do is we try to cover kind of uh, a broad range of options. Um, if there are options that customers um, are looking more specifically, uh, like, like I said, uh, basically they could take the actual source code of the, of the templates and actually uh, copy them from themselves and make the modifications as necessary. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, what I'm going to do for a moment is I'm going to read through the list of, of quick starts just so our listeners can kind of get a feel for um, what's out there. And then we're going to talk about something in particular I think is really interesting. But um, but let me let me indulge me for a moment and uh, and we'll, we'll go through. So you mentioned DevOps. And so we have quick starts for Puppet, for Chef Server, for Ansible Tower, and for PowerShell DSC. Uh, for compliance, we have PCI DSS, NIST, and NIST High Impact. And we're going to come back and talk about those. Uh, for Microsoft Workloads, we have Microsoft Servers, uh, Exchange Server, SharePoint Server, SQL Server, and Link Server. Um, for Microsoft Workloads in general, we also have uh, Active Directory DS, uh, WAP, and ADFS. Uh, as you mentioned, Oracle, we have Oracle Database now as well. Uh, we have SAP, we have SAP HANA and SAP Business One. For networking and remote access, we have uh, Scalable VPC Foundation. We have a, a Linux Bastion host um, for Linux-based deployments. We also have um, uh, RD Gateway, so RDP connectivity to, uh, to systems as well. In the storage side, we have MongoDB. Uh, on the security side, we have uh, Trend Micro Deep Security. And marketing and commerce, we have Magento. And for big data, we have uh, Cloudera EDH as well. So a, a real raft of different types there. Now, one of the ones that really jumped out at me are these compliance ones, because often we have discussions with customers about security and how they can do the security in the cloud really, really effectively, because obviously security is a shared responsibility model. Um, AWS looks after the security of the cloud and customers look after security in the cloud. These compliance and AWS Enterprise Accelerator templates kind of help along that journey, don't they, with, with PCI and with NIST, et cetera. It gives a good example of a, of a, of a secure foundation to build upon. Yes, yes, correct. Uh, so, so these particular compliance quick starts were actually created um, in a type of a, kind of a partnership with our professional services team. Uh, and actually, these, these guys actually went out and um, looked at all these different kind of um, fr- uh, federal frameworks and, and, and standards and they've actually mapped out what it means to go from a particular compliance uh, setting um, and what it means in AWS. And we actually provide with these uh, QuickStar, we actually provide an Excel spreadsheet that basically goes through and kind of gives the customer some information as to what, you know, what does it mean to be compliant in some of these things um, around AWS. Of course, these are just, uh, you know, some guidance. Um, doesn't mean that um, that if you deployed a PCI quick start that you're automatically PCI compliant, but it definitely is a help and a big help in, you know in order to become compliant in some of these standards. Exactly, it really does uh, does give you that that leg up. And the other thing with these deployment uh, deployments and the automation is they work in in multiple AWS regions, don't they? So you know you don't, yes, you're correct. not always deploying in the uh, US East, for example. 
Yeah, so, so these quick starts are, 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 made, uh, are basically made to work on most regions available. Uh, from time to time, we actually go and update them as new regions are, are, are launched. Uh, we actually go back and update them so they support those regions. Um, and, and things that, that, that we actually change on them is like, you know, so, you know, for example, things like AMIs. Like there's a particular AMI that's used for, let's say, Windows Server in a particular region. So we have to find what that number is of that AMI. And that's what we insert back into the quick start so it can be launched in a new region. Fantastic. So they, they get maintained. Now it's important to also to remember, um, everyone who's listening is that these, that the quick starts themselves don't cost anything in and of themselves. Obviously they, uh, use AWS resources and get charged per normal on those resources. But, uh, but Santiago, the quick starts themselves don't, they yeah, don't have a cost. They're, you just download they're the music. 100% free. Correct. Yeah. They're, they're 100% free. Um, the only cost that's associated with them is the resources that are, that are, that are launched. Um, I'd like to point out one more thing as well, now that we're on the topic of the different types of quick starts. We also have a category of quick starts um, that are called community quick starts. And these are quick starts that we work with our partners um, in, in our partner network, uh, where they've actually done a lot of the work or most of the work around the architecture. And what we're doing is we just kind of help them, you know, have kind of a launching vehicle for their architectures. Um, so if you look on the web page itself for the program, um, you'll see there's a link there for community quick starts. And there's a list of other quick starts. Um, some examples are like Nginx Plus. Um, another one is uh, Spinnaker. Uh, there's also the other ones like um, Atlassian uh, Jira data center, Bitbucket data center. So there's quite a few different ones, and there's more and more coming soon in that, on that side. That's fantastic. That's a really good uh, sort of ecosystem effect for customers where partners can get their recommended way of deploying out there because I know, you know everyone has a, has a preferred way of doing things that they can share with their customers really easily. And that, that list is a, a nice one. You're right. There's a seeing Docker Data Center here as well. Um, yeah, a whole, a whole bunch here. So that's a, a, a nice little resource and, and clearly more on the way. It's probably taking quite a lot of your time. Yes, yes. Uh, there's quite actually quite a few uh, that, that, that we have on the pipeline and uh, we're looking to you know, get more out there as soon as possible. So how do you typically see customers using these quick starts? Uh, what, what's been your experience in terms of uh, adoption of, of, you know, do they, do they grab them and just use them as whole cloth? Do they use them as a basis? Is it a learning opportunity? What's, what's kind of the feel that you get? Yeah, we've definitely seen a mix of things from the field. Um, one of the things that we, that, that we see is that, uh, uh, some customers uh, may use them as, as a learning experience or a teaching experience uh, where they actually uh, read about how to deploy things on AWS and how what an architecture will look like. So they use it as an example. Um, maybe they, they had been already been looking at a particular workload and they found that it was a quick start for that. So they kind of use it to, to ramp up on that technology area. Uh, some other customers, we see them that they, they actually use it as their production deployment. So this is very common in the SAP HANA. Um, Quickstart being the recommended way to deploy an SAP HANA server on the AWS cloud, um, since it deploys actually SAP compliant uh, d- deployments. Um, so some customers uh, actually use the Quickstart directly as their production deployment. At the same, uh, and on the same token, there some customers do find that they want to do some modifications and some customizations, maybe an additional AZ support or additional uh, configuration settings that we don't quite have available. Um, they actually will adopt the Quickstart. Basically, we make a copy of it or clone it and then make it their own. They'll use all the scripts that are already there that are provided 100% free and they'll actually build upon them. Uh, we also find that some customers also like to, you know, give back to the community. So because these are all GitHub uh, repositories, um, we do actually, uh, you know, kind of support and encourage customers to come back with um, enhancements and, uh, you know, we'll review them and, and, and we'll, if, if we can merge them in, we'll actually merge them into the code base. Fantastic! It's a, it's a great collaboration way of working together, and I, I'm I'm such a huge fan of 
of infrastructure as code and configuration as code. And this is kind of taking it that, that step further where you're getting the benefit of not just the experience of the, of the partner organizations that created the products or the solutions themselves or our professional services organization, but the, the general community of users of AWS who are all feeding back improvements and enhancements. It's just, it's just, it feels like the future to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exciting times. It's very exciting times. So obviously, um, we can expect more of these to come out uh, as time progresses. So in the show notes, we'll be putting uh, both the GitHub links and also the, the main landing page, the quick start page um, for our listeners to get there. It's, it's aws.amazon.com slash quick start is, uh, is your landing location. And uh, hopefully, we'll see a lot more very soon, Santiago. Yes. Thank you very much, Simon. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on board and thanks everyone again for listening. We love to get your feedback, AWS podcast at amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.